from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Top of the morning, security gang. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Welcome to the show. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Yesterday, I was on the road traveling, but obviously, I, 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 you know, I got a lot of feedback from yesterday's show. Thank you to everyone for reaching out. We, the United States of America and the West, is at war. That war is happening on multiple fronts. It's proxy wars being used, uh, uh, organization, nation states using essentially proxy armies and groups in order to target Western targets. That's what we saw in Israel with the Hamas attack. It's what we're seeing happen to our bases in Syria and Iraq and what's happening in the Red Sea with the, with the uh, Houthi rebels, as well as what we're seeing in Russia and the Ukraine and elsewhere across the world. So having said that, we understand that geopolitics has a unbelievable impact on the type of threats we see. And also on the goals of our adversaries. And those goals directly relate to the jobs we do. And we're going to get into that on this morning's program. Good morning to everyone tuning in live on YouTube, Rumble, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, now X and Twitch. So without further ado, you can go check out our Substack exclusive content, including my very, very special audio series on geopolitics and cyber. That's going to be exclusive for our Substack subscribers. When you go and subscribe, you also get this mug absolutely free as part of your subscription. It's a travel espresso mug. It's great. It's amazing. It keeps your espresso warm because I've got a double in this cup right here for the time I'm in the office. But when I travel, nothing goes everywhere with me. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. And now let's go ahead and get started on this morning's program with Russian hackers exploiting an Outlook bug to hijack exchange accounts. This is coming after Fancy Bear was identified by the Microsoft Threat Intelligence team exploiting CVE 2023-233907, which, uh, which is an Outlook flaw to hijack Microsoft Exchange accounts and steal sensitive information. The targeted entities include government, energy, transportation, other key organizations in the United States, Europe, and the Middle East. They highlighted the exploitation of other vulnerabilities with publicly available exploits in the same attacks, uh, including CVE 2023-38831 in the win. RAR and CVE 2021-404444 into Windows MSHTML. So all of these warnings are now out. This is a critical uh, elevation of privilege vulnerability in Outlook on Windows only. This was a zero day that was fixed in March of 2023, of, uh, so, so nearly nine months ago. The disclosure of the flaw came with revelation that APT28 has been exploiting it since at least April of 2022 by a specially crafted Outlook noted notes designed to steal NTLM hashes, forcing the target device to authenticate to attacker-controlled SMB shares without requiring user authentication. By elevating the privilege on the system, APT28 performed lateral movements into the victim environment, changed Outlook mailbox settings to perform targeted email theft recorded future warned in June that they're likely to leverage this against key Ukrainian organizations in October to French revealed that the Russian attackers had used a zero-click attack against government entities, businesses, universities, research institutes, and think tanks in uh, France. So Microsoft's latest warning highlights the uh, how attackers are still leveraging these, and their recommended actions is to, one, apply the available security updates if you can, 
use uh, a script by Microsoft to check if any exchange users have been targeted, reset passwords and enable MFA, limit SMB traffic by blocking connections to port 135 and 445 from all inbound IP addresses and disable NTLM on your environment. So you want to make sure you get that wrapped up. Yesterday, we talked about the uh, attack by Iranian uh, uh, nation state attackers on water organizations. We know that Pennsylvania was a target. Well, now the St. John River Water Management District has also reported that they've identified suspicious activity in their IT environment and they contained measures have been successfully implemented. The agency doesn't have direct control over water utility technology. However, they do oversee it. Most of the work by the St. John River Water Management District is centered around educating the public about water conservation, setting rules for water use, conducting research, collecting data, restoring, restoring and protecting water above and below the ground, and preserving natural areas. The district is actively monitoring its IT networks to ensure there's no ongoing malicious persistence um, uh, threats to the uh, water district. Uh, the investigation, until the investigation is complete, they've got no further comment. Obviously, uh, as I've said, this follows what's going on in Pennsylvania. CNN has reported that last week, the CISA told Senate and House staff on Thursday that less than 10 water facilities in different parts of the U.S. have faced cyber attacks in recent days. This is being attributed to Cyber Avengers with a three because God forbid the IRGC knows how to spell anything um, or, or uh, um, you know, anything of that nature. So we know Iran is on the move targeting critical infrastructure. We have yet to respond to any of that. This also comes on the heels of Iranian-linked attackers claiming to leak troves of documents stolen from the Ziv Medical Center in the holy city of Tzfat. Tzfat is a not a, really a border town. It, from Tzfat, you can see Syria and Lebanon. You can also see the rest of Israel. It's in the northern part of Israel, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. If you ever visit Israel, don't leave Tzfat off your list. Uh, the, the old streets there are unbelievable. It's It's got huge uh, historic Jewish history there with some of the greater rabbis. Uh, coming from that city um and so uh this includes a list of 700,000 documents allegedly containing patient personal and medical information uh the group responsible for the attack goes by the name of malik team began releasing documents including key sensitive data from the idf on their telegram channel over the weekend um they didn't specify when they attacked the hospital but the incd the israeli national cyber directorate issued a warning about the incident Ziv Medical Center last week. According to the statement, the incident has been identified and contained without disrupting or affecting various systems and the operations of medical center. The security team has started an investigation to determine whether an information leak occurred, uh, but they have yet to publish their results. According to the Jerusalem Post, this is the third time Ziv Medical Center has fallen victim to a cyber attack in the last four months. According to local reports, the hospital and Israeli Privacy Protection Authority acknowledged indication of leaked information from their systems. Malik also claimed responsibility for cyber attacks and other targets in Israel, including the Kiryat Ono Academic College just outside of Tel Aviv, along with several Israeli tech and media companies who will remain unnamed at this time. Cyber attacks have obviously been intensifying in Israel. Cyber is a critical path forward, as well as part of the psychological warfare Hamas is uh, employing against the Israeli public. For that matter, a Linux version of the uh, Keylin ransomware is focusing on the VMware ESXi images. This is coming due to the massive adoption of VMware ESXi, and now these encryptors are looking to target these servers. 
While many use the Babook source code to create their encryptors, few such as Kaylin create their own encryptors to target these Linux servers. The Malware Hunter team found a Linux ELF64 encryptor for the uh, Kaylin ransomware gang, shared it with Bleeping Computer to analyze, and they did a magnificent job analyzing this malware. It's built with an embedded configuration specifying the extension for encrypted files, the process to terminate, the files to encrypt or exclude, and the folder and the folders to encrypt or exclude. It also includes numerous command line arguments, allowing extensive customization of these configuration options and how files are encrypted on the servers. The command lines arguments include options to enable a debug mode, perform a dry run without encrypting any files, or customize how virtual machines and their snapshots are encrypted. You've got a whole list of commands here. They've shared it all. Uh, great job analyzing it. And when they're executing it, the threat actor must specify the starting directory for encryption and a specific password tied to the encryptor. When executed, the ransomware will determine if it's running in Linux, FreeBSD, or a VMware ESXi. If it detects VMware, it'll run the following ESX CLI and ESX CFG uh, advanced CF CFG commands, which that have not been seen in any other uh, ESXi in, uh, um, encryptors in the past. Uh, VMware expert uh, Melissa Palmer told the Bluepy computer that these commands were likely copied from VMware support bulletins to resolve a known VMware memory heap exhaustion bug. And they, before they detected, they first terminate all VMs and delete their snapshots. Once they do that, then they deploy the ransomware. So you can obviously tell the damage they're trying to do on these devices as well. Google on Monday announced that the December 2023 Android security update delivers patches for 94 different vulnerabilities. The first part, the first part of the patch resolves 33 vulnerabilities in the Android framework and system components, three of them rated critical uh, for that end. The update also patches 17 vulnerability in the framework component, including two critical bugs that lead to elevation of privilege and information disclosure. A total of 61 issues were resolved with the second part, those include two critical severity flaws, the bug impact system arm, uh, imagination technologies, MediaTek, uh, Miss OEM, Unisoc, and Qualcomm components. So all of those updates are dropping uh, today for part number two. A fake WordPress security advisory pushes backdoor plugin. And again, another way of how attackers will fish us is they'll, they can do this and it's just as easy and how many of us actually do these targeting our potential engineering team or marketing teams with this kind of email very rarely at least on my end wordfence and patch stack um was uh caught the wordpress security campaign going on there the emails pretend to be from wordpress warning a new critical rce flaw in the platform was detected on the admin side urging them to download and install a plugin that allegedly addresses the security issues only that when they click it, it takes them to a fake landing page that looks identical to a legitimate WordPress.com site. The entry for the fake plugin shows a likely inflated download count of 500,000 along with multiple phony user reviews elaborating on how to patch restored. Their compromised site helped them throttle hacker attacks. Thought of obviously building some, some trust there and, and a mix of reviews, by the way. Um, so upon installation, uh, the plugin creates a hidden admin user named WP Security Patch. It sends information about the victim to the attacker's command and control server. Next, the plugin will download a base64 encoded backdoor uh, payload from the C2 and saves it as a WordPress autoload PHP in the website web read the backdoor, then 
features management capabilities, an SQL client, a PHP council, and a command line terminal, and displays detailed information about the server environment for the attacker, essentially giving them a backdoor to the site. Question it all. A U.S. aerospace company was recently subjected to a nearly year-long commercial cyber espionage campaign carried out by a new threat actor who's been named Aeroblade. Unlike the the high-stakes aerospace espionage carried out by nation-states and ransomware groups, this latest bout, documented last week by BlackBerry, follows a characteristically old script, a phishing bait-and-switch, template ejection, VPA, macro code, and so on. The campaign split into testing in September of 2022 and execution phase in July of 2023. It managed to remain undetected for the better part of a year thanks to its thorough anti-analysis protection. The two attacks began, as so many have, with lore encased, uh, with lore documents encased in phishing emails. Then it goes to something, went, obviously something went wrong. Then they developed stealth techniques after its initial test attack. Airblade returned for real with a series of more advanced techniques built into its payload. The group's tank power may be at least partly attributed to how careful it was. For example, diligently checking for characteristic signs of a sandbox environment or antivirus also the many ways at which it obfuscated its malicious code. For example, the executable used custom encoding for each string and API hashing with a murmur hash to conceal how it used Windows functions. It also came fitted with a number of anti-disassembly techniques, including control flow obfuscation, splicing data into code, and using dead code executed instructions, code which gets executed but whose results have no bearing on the rest of the program. So uh, a significant type of attack. And while we're at war, our government still thinks that we can sanction the most sanctioned country on planet Earth, North Korea. The crew that's being attributed to this is their uh, APT-43, also known as Kamiski, or uh, Black Banshee. They've been operating since at least 2022, and they're part of the Reconnaissance General Bureau, the country's primary intel service. These guys were sanctions in 2010 and again in 2015 and now in 2023 because we all know sanctions work, y'all. Because we can all name all the time sanctions have stopped bad people from doing bad things, right? That's right. So there's that. Um, So we continue to talk Western uh, type of talk with these folks while they're achieving their goals, disrupting our business, causing economic loss. You can only bleed so much before you die. Um, At some point, we have to come to terms with that, that we got to fight fire with fire. We've got to create a deterrent. So there's that as well. And I thought we'd point that out on this morning's show. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Thank you all for tuning in. Go check out our Substack. Make sure to subscribe. Follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Share, like, and all the great stuff that you all do. Thank you for tuning in. Most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.